Welcome to another episode of Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. All right, Karen, if we think about self-directed learning and how we can leverage it in a way that has meaning and impact, right? So if we think about the life sciences industry and the clients that we work with on a daily basis, we're always being asked to provide the return on investment. So if we say the return on your investment is a self-directed learning plan, like I just, I'm, pu- I'm putting myself right now in the, sh- the shoes of the, the prep committee, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm a, a learning development training manager and I'm going to tell them that I'm going to create a self-directed learning framework or model, or I'm going to empower my learners who are customer-facing field teams to go out and explore and, and gather information. How, how do I do that when I've got a lawyer on the other side who wants to manage every word and punctuation mark in a training? Well, my argument would be like the majority of them are doing it anyways. People go out there and they go and they're going to try to they're going to try to figure something out themselves. You know, I think that it could be an argument, but if if um, if they it's not about that they're not doing it, it's about the liability of the organization. I think that's what it comes down to, right? So if we think about it, like we want to help our customers right now. So how can we help our customers include self-directed learning? Because it's such a great resource, right? The benefits of self-directed learning is there's minimal lift on the training and learning and development departments, right? The, the people are investing themselves in, in their own learning and their own professional development. But how can we create opportunities for self-directed learning within the life sciences industry that will still get by the sniff test with legal and compliance. So again, the first thing I recommend is you know, think about the content that you start with, right? Think about should probably not be with a brand new IVA or a compliance set of content. Um, however, I think when we look to the variety of skills and knowledge that are the 21st century skills and knowledge of critical thinking and business analysis and business acumen, those skills and knowledge, they can be crafted in a framework way that actually, from a self-directed learning standpoint, provides efficiencies for the organization in the sense that the learners are going out and doing it instead of paying money to create an e-module that's outdated. Um, and then the second aspect is the speed of information change, right? So you get the benefits of those two things. Why should someone want to engage in self-directed learning? Listen, at the end of the day, we're tired. We've worked all day. We've got kids. We've got challenges in our personal and professional lives. And now you're telling me you want me to engage in self-directed learning. What would our learners really be motivated by? How can we create that or drive that motivation for them? So, uh, yes, that's a good question. So I think the answer to that question is one is to ensure we define what self-directed learning is clearly, right? It can be the smallest act or it can be the, uh, the largest, you know, longest PhD program. Smallest act is is self-directed learning occurs when an individual is able to evaluate and identify their lack of knowledge or skill and 
empower themselves to try to fill that gap, that knowledge and skill with whatever resource or asset that they feel so inclined. So that resource or asset could be an e-module. It could be a conversation with a peer. So an example of self-directed learning is I have a really difficult conversation with a customer. I leave that customer. I recognize that it was a result that I didn't know the, the specific you know, clear dosing of my product. And I go and I up, you know, review something on my phone or I call up a peer or I text a peer and I answer that, I fill that gap of knowledge immediately, right? That is even the smallest act of self-directed learning. So if I, as you speak to that example, the first thing that came to my mind was self-directed in life sciences has to solve a problem for the learner and the learner has to identify that problem themselves for them to be motivated to engage in the process of the framework of you know, employing their own desire to go out and acquire knowledge and skills, right? So, you know, we as learning development professionals have to help them identify some of their own problems at times, because sometimes, you know, it's hard to deconstruct the do, right? We're recognizing a lot of challenges and barriers that we may be facing across a life sciences organization, some of which we have control over, some of which we don't. But for those problems that we can use learning as a solution, we can maybe move towards that direction, help them find that motivation there. It's, I, for me, I think it's connecting the motivation to the problem. And solving the learning is helping to solve for the problem. Yes, learning would have to solve the problem. I think in what I heard and, and where my thinking went was the first premise of self-directed learning is that individuals have to have humility in that they don't know everything and aren't amazing at doing everything, that we can always get better. The phrase I tell my children is we're all working on something always. We're all working on almost everything always. A lot of the skills that are 21st century skills are, you know, asymptote skills. You are never going to be a perfect critical thinker. You are never going to be a perfect, you know, strategist. These are unstructured problems and ill-structured problems that don't have a right answer. So can you get an A and a hundred plus perfect on your, you know, a knowledge test that's geared to ask concrete answers? Uh, you know, yes. Uh, however, the world we live in and the common problems that these field-facing teams or anyone in, in, in corporate world faces are ill-structured. And so to get to be perfect at those is almost impossible. Can we get better and continually evolve? Yes. So I think one thing is the first set, the first thing is establishing that we all have to have humility and that the you know achieving perfection is not the goal. The goal is continuous evolution in learning, in a skill, um, in a set of knowledge. Business of healthcare, let's talk about that as a set of knowledge. That's changing all the time, right? Everything's evolving, constantly evolving. So no one, I think, could ever really consider themselves perfect at the knowledge of the business of healthcare because it's by its nature, it's continually changing. So, so I think it, motivating the learner really starts by kind of recalibrating those expectations about what is the goal, the intellectual goal of, of learning or skill development or professionalism and expertise, right? The goal is to be continuous. 
um, and that there's always area for improvement. So. So what I'm taking away from some of the comments that you've made right now are self-directed is, is potentially a more feasible modality when employed towards strategic skills versus customer product content knowledge where you may have to direct on a specific message, right? So if you're, if you're trying to guide someone towards a self-directed learning journey, guide them when it comes to knowledge for background individual purposes, not for use with customers and strategic skills that are complex and require continuous um, efforts uh, of reading, learning, doing uh, to be able to hone that skill. That's like part of the content of self-directed learning where I see as an, as an opportunity for life sciences. And then the, the other area is around really trying to ensure that these the organizations themselves set the expectation and the the environment that is okay to say, I don't know everything, because in a lot of organizations, that is not the case. So we cannot admit that we're still growing and evolving because we fearful, we're fearful of what that might, you know, the implications potentially. But as hopefully as we see, you know, the, the world around us evolving and we're, you know, organizations sort of coming to this realization, then that would in turn empower their employees to feel like they can say, I need professional development. I've identified, like we all do 360 performance reviews. I've identified, I have a, a certain gap in my knowledge and skill, and here's my self-directed learning plan that will help me to become better at this capability that you've outlined as a, as a core opportunity for, for me to be successful in my role, right? So I'm going to employ my self-directed learning plan against this capability that I'm not proficient in yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand the risk that that admitting, you know, gaps in knowledge or skill. Um, but I could also, you know, some of the books I read were on leadership, right? And the best leaders are those that are accurately, you know, self-assess themselves. So can make the statement that, you know, by learning this process of, of you know, sort of accurate sort of self-reflection and, and like you said, identifying a skill and, 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 you know, confessing it or just, you know, sharing it and, and taking in the expertise all around you is, is really the definition of two of a characteristic, I should say, of a good leader. I think this also connects back to, you know, our upcoming L10 webinar where we're seeing the state of the, the global life science industry evolve due to the impact of COVID-19. And we're evolving in the way we're engaging with our customers. We're evolving in the way we're engaging with each other. And we're trying to identify if the capabilities that we've outlined pre-COVID are still applicable today and then potentially in the future. So, so as we are trying to bridge these potential gaps of new capabilities that may be coming our way due to the changing environment around us, it seems obvious that maybe wrongly so, but that self-directed learning would be an excellent way to help your, you bridge your own gap. When you're seeing the signs ahead that things are changing, um, you know, how can we use self-directed learning right now to, to figure out how we move forward? Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Karen Foster. 
And I'm Krista Gerhard. And we'll see you next time.